0: Hello and welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a regular podcast for film club leaders to explore exciting new titles with their clubs. My name is Joe and as usual I'm joined by Michael. Hello. And this is our second episode of the Spring 2018 term.
1: This is a special episode where we'll be recommending titles from our upcoming Spring Screenings programme. Over the week of the 5th to the 9th of March 2018, we'll be screening 13 films across 60 screenings, many of which have industry speakers attached. This is to celebrate Women in Animation as part of International Women's Day on March the 8th, and Anim18, a celebration of British animation that's taking place across the country this year, led by Film Hub Wales and the BFI Film Audience Network.
0: In today's primary themed podcast we'll be discussing the 1926 title The Adventures of Prince Ahmed, the oldest surviving animation film in the world. The Adventures of
1: Prince Ahmed is a PG certificate, we have it at 7 plus on the catalogue and this magical fantasy tells an Arabian Nights type story using a stunning silhouette style.
0: Yeah, so it's a composite of American Knight's Tales in which we see the Prince Ahmed contend with sorcerers, spirits, witches and monsters before teaming up with Aladdin for a thrilling conclusion.
1: And here's a clip from The Adventures of Prince Ahmed. Okay, Joe, so can you describe what type of animation the film is, how it's made, and the context in which it was created?
0: Yeah, so it's cut-out animation, which is one of the earliest animation techniques that exists. And it's a form of stop-motion animation, in which the characters or the props are cut out from materials like paper or cardboard, photographs and fabric, that kind of thing um and what happens is then they are placed flat on the background and moved manually with each movement captured by a camera which gives the impression of movement when it's all edited together so Lotti Reineder actually dubbed this um, a silhouette film and that comes across in a kind of shadowy movement of the characters throughout the story so it took three years to make and it really was frame by frame so when you take into account that it's 24 frames a second for a piece of film, and it's an ov- over an hour long, this film. It's an extraordinary level of work. There's a real playfulness to the storytelling on show here. It's really as if the director has picked up a piece of paper and a pair of scissors and just seen what happens, and it's a really magical process.
1: Okay, so how is the story told, and why do you think young audiences will enjoy this film?
0: There are actually two versions of the film, one in which the story is told entirely through the movement of the characters, with occasional intertitles, for dialogue, and this really remarkable musical score by the German composer Wolf Danzella. But there's another one that features an Indus narration that was added at a later date that's perhaps easier for younger audiences to understand. Uh, but honestly, I really think that they will love both. Sometimes when something is the first of anything, that tends to be the most interesting thing about it. And these films survive simply because they're significant historically. But this is a genuinely fantastic film that children will love because it's about so many of the things that can captivate and inspire them. It's adventure and excitement and magic and wonder. There's a real wonderful balletic style to the character's movement and there's moments of real beauty and romance. It's a story that's nearly 100 years old, but it really feels like you're watching something fresh and innovative and incredibly exciting. It's a little bit scary, but just a kind of right level of scary. And I think children are really drawn to the mythology of the stories themselves, which are utterly timeless, and have enchanted children for countless generations now. Um, I also want to say that I think it's a film that music teachers in particular all love. It conveys so much in using sound and music as a storytelling technique in ways that I think children and young people can comprehend and engage with very straightforwardly.
1: So we're using this film as part of our programme to celebrate women in animation through its director, Lotte Reiniger, mm-hmm. who was incredibly born in the 19th century. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about her work?
0: Yes, yeah, so she was a real pioneer. You know, she didn't just create the first animated feature film, but she did so in a climate and culture that really did not support female filmmakers. But her work's also incredibly distinctive. You know, When you look at this film, there's a real sense of a unique artistic presence behind the camera when you watch it. You know, see somebody who fell in love with cinema at a very early age, and she talked particularly about the special effects work of Georges Méliès. He'd made films like A Trip to the Moon, if anybody's seen that. And you can really see his influence here. Um, She then went on to train as an actress and in the theatre, and it was while there that she developed this passion for silhouette animation and realised that that was what she wanted to do with her life. Um, When you look back, her work can really be said to have influenced just about every adaptation of a fairy tale since, and anybody familiar with Disney will know that there's a lot of them, and she continues to inspire filmmakers to this day. She's a real artist.
1: And we should say that the Lottie Reininger fairy tale films are also separately in our spring screenings programme. They are indeed. Okay, so finally, on the adventures of Prince Ahmed, what other potentially undiscovered animations would you recommend to young audiences?
0: I would definitely recommend continuing to look at the other work that Lottie Reininger did over the course of her career, particularly the short films and the adaptations of fairy tales that use very similar techniques to Prince Ahmed. Um, the film that this reminded me most of was Disney's Fantasia, which has clearly been very influu- influenced by this, particularly in that film's use of classical music as a storytelling device. But also some of the Hollywood live action epics that were produced around the same time, so titles like The Thief of Bad Dad, I'd recommend seeking those out. Um, there's Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, if anybody remembers the animated sequence in that, that's a very direct omars to the work of Lottie Reiniger. Um and finally I'd thrown the Red Turtle which is a fabulous example of a modern animation continuing to use dialogue-free storytelling in really captivating ways.
1: Okay brilliant that is everything for today's episode thanks for listening we hope you can make it to one of our spring screenings in London Leeds or Ludlow for this film but if not you can order The Adventures of Prince Ahmed from our catalogue and watch it with your club that way. We also have a new animation hub page on our website which links to lots of content including seven newly written film lists on different aspects of the craft from rotoscoping to VFX.
0: We are also producing a series of resources for all of the films that we have programmed for these spring screenings based around the theme of women in animation and they will be up on the Interfilm website and available to download very soon. For more information on the spring screenings and details of how to book tickets, do go onto interfilm.org forward slash events. Do also check out our previous podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes, all of which are accompanied by show notes, which link to resources including film guides, film lists, blogs, and video content.
1: And if you're also interested in secondary content, we have a new podcast episode available featuring Loving Vincent and Ex Machina. We'll be back with a new episode in March, so tune in then.